Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Testing, testing, check, check, check. Hello there, this is funny lady Judith Lucy. Hi, this is Joel Creasy. Hey, this is Fiona O'Loughlin. Hi guys, McLaughlin here, that would be of the Craig variety. Hi, this is Shana Blaze. Hello, this is Tom Ballard. Hi, this is Melissa Cap. G'day, this is Scamo, Scott Morrison. Hi, this is Reese Nicholson. Hi, it's Gina Liano from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Hi, this is Reese Mastin. Hi, this is JC Fox. This is Kathy Griffin. Hey, this is Todd McCollum. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic. Hello everybody, it's Omar Rudberg, and you're listening to the Troy Murphy Show. Troy Murphy laughing at me in the other studio. Oh, he's dancing to my radio vet. Hello, Troy. The last couple of shows I've listened to the Troy Murphy show, I've nearly had a couple of accidents because my eyes have been watering with laughter so much. Is it me? Am I the problem? Surely I can't be the only one that thinks that the world is going bananas. With doctors last summer claiming the term morbidly obese to be ditched. Look, I understand morbidly obese is not a glamorous term, but unlike the morbidly obese lifestyle, one should not have to sugarcoat everything to explain that it's problematic. He's ready for his close-up. It's the Troy Murphy Show. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they and all, welcome to the Troy Murphy Show. I'm, of course, your host, Troy Murphy, and this... As the name suggests, is the Troy Murphy Show. Yes, that's right. It's that glorious time of the week, Thursday nights from 7pm, when TTMS graces the 2SSR bandwidth and airways for an exciting adventure of talk till 8pm. The Troy Murphy Show is the Sutherland Show's very own news, opinion and talk show, covering everything from the fun news to the serious news of the week. We talk what's trending and what's happening locally. It's a show with something for everyone on your Thursday night as we do this serious stuff at the front of the show, local stuff in the middle, and fun stuff towards the end, where, here comes the disclaimer, the opinions presented on this show are that of my own and not the views of the stations or other presenters. On the show this week, uh, Labor's unbelievable solution to ease the financial burden on families during the Christmas season. Hashtag that one as a rant, it's gonna be good. Australia has been called out at COP28 for not embracing nuclear energy as part of our net zero carbon emission energy production solutions. We'll also discuss why actor Jane Fonda won't date men over 20. There's a secret A secret has been revealed to what you need to do to get a good night's sleep. We'll take a look at the pub in the UK that won't allow men to approach women. And will Australia Post's decision not to deliver mail daily affect letters to Santa this year? Hmm, Mm, indeed. We'll also cover uh, the, well, the possibility that the, uh, the classic pub chicken snitty could cost up to $40 soon and why one man regrets not voting for himself in a council election. We've also got local Sutherland Shire news, what's on across the Sutherland Shire, plus so much more on this today, Thursday the 7th day of December, which is National Cotton Candy Day, delicious, and a Blue Christmas Day, a day dedicated to those who work in law enforcement and who work tirelessly during the holiday season to keep us safe. Thank you, ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all in blue for what you do. And with that, let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course, because that's how we do things here on the show, responsibly, with the intent to have fun, to entertain and share my opinion of the news of the day. Don't try this at home. 2SSR FM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. You are listening to this here, the Troy Murphy Show on 2SSRFM 99.7, the sound of the Sutherland Shire, and it's time to get outraged, my friends. Time to get outraged. You know, we elect governments to run the country. We pay them 
to do the stuff that, you know, needs to be done to tick things over. And, well, you know, we've been complaining about it for a long time here on the show. The current Albanese Labor government, they went to an election promising to do something about cost of living. They were elected to run the place. And, well, as we all know, as we constantly talk about here on the show, cost of living is... Well, it's out of control. It's to the point where people are struggling. So I don't want to make too much of a light situation about it. But, you know, when you do elect a government and there is an issue, you expect them to do something about it. So what do you think our government, the Labour government, who were elected to run the country, are doing about cost of living, especially and in particular to the upcoming holiday season. Because, you know, it is a busy time of year. We we do like to celebrate a lot. We've got Christmas, we've got New Year, and then following that, Australia Day. It's an expensive time of year. And when you're paying thousands of dollars more each year, uh, well, tens of thousands of dollars for some in interest rates, and we're already paying more for everything else, well, you know, there's not much left in the, the back pocket to pay for things like Christmas. So what are our government doing to help us with cost of living this Christmas? Well, the answer, we go to Agriculture Minister Murray Watt. He's got a solution. He's got a solution to the cost of living crisis this Christmas. Agriculture Minister Murray Watt has called for supermarkets to freeze the price of leg ham as a measure to ease the financial burden on families during the Christmas season. Let's take a listen to the audio clip now. That's why today I've called on the big supermarket chains to freeze the price of Christmas hams. The traditional ham, I'm surprised that the opposition don't think that's a good idea. Sneering at the idea of freezing the price of Christmas hams. How concerned about cost of living you are. Well, the opposition might be surprised to hear this, but the traditional ham is a staple of any Christmas lunch in Australia. I would have thought you would have known that. It's time for supermarkets to do their part and say one thing we won't put up is the price of a Christmas ham. Guaranteeing a price freeze on ham would allow families to manage their budgets in the weeks leading up to the holiday. And I really would have thought that this is something that the opposition could get behind, but apparently not. It's always politics for them, not caring about the the average Australian citizen who's trying to save some money. Yeah, that's his solution, Labor's solution to the cost of living crisis to help ease financial burdens on families during the Christmas season. Putting a freeze on the price of leg ham. His proposal comes amid concerns about potential price gouging by major supermarkets. And it's funny, let's just reflect on last week's show for those who tuned in. We did bring that to your attention due to a TikTok trend that was going viral. And surprise, surprise, just days later, the Greens and Labour who are still on TikTok and watching or A, maybe B, listening listening to the show, they've gone, ah, oh, oh, there's something we can do. There's something we can do. We'll, we'll do an investigation. into Coles and Woolies. We'll paint them out as the bad guys and and blame them for the cost of living crisis as opposed to pointing the finger back outwards and looking at their own policy and decisions, which is thanks to the RBA, the real reason why we are seeing things go the way we are with cost of living and inflation and interest rates, etc, etc, etc. Anyway, Woolies and Coles, well, they're reportedly profiting, profiting significantly even as consumers face rising living costs. Senator Watt, Agriculture Minister, Minister Murray Watt, uh, who is a senator, his statement highlights the importance of affordability during the holiday season and seeks to ensure that families are not overburdened. Well, 10 points, buddy. 10 points 
because saving families a few bucks on the Christmas ham, well, unlike the ham we cut on Christmas Day, your policy is not going to cut it when it comes to saving Australians during this cost of living crisis. There is so much skepticism surrounding the feasibility and impact on such a price freeze. While the intention is to aid customers, the logistics in, of enforcing a price cap on specific products across all supermarkets, well, there are significant challenges that follow. Moreover, the focus on a single product like leg ham raises questions about the broader approach of tackling inflation and cost of living issues. Let's not forget, it's not just the supermarkets that make money out of a sale. You know, it goes backwards. There's the transport company that deliver the ham to the supermarkets. There's the arbiter who do what they do to pigs to cut the ham. And before that, there is the farmers, the farms where the pigs grow. Everyone needs a little bit of a slice of the cherry and all of them, and I'm not here to side with the supermarkets. I know they're price gouging. We're seeing the evidence daily on social media. You know, when people pick up the the the, uh, the sales, uh, you know, discounted six dollars. You lift up the tag and see the real price underneath it, and it was five dollars. Yeah, there's price gouging going on. I'm not here to defend the supermarkets. I am more in support of you know, the distribution chain prior to that and them getting their fair cut of the, uh, of the cherry, of the pie. But people, the farms, the arbiters, the, uh, the abattoirs, sorry, the, uh, the, the delivery drivers, well, they're all seeing cost of living increases and cost of operational increases. They're going to charge more too. Maybe if we did something about their cost of living expenses, we might see cheaper ham at the supermarket in the lead up to Christmas. Now, of course, the inquiry into market concentration and pricing strategies that we saw uh, this week by the Greens suggests a deeper concern about the influence of supermarket duopolies on food prices. The inquiry aims to scrutinize the balance between corporate profits and consumer affordability. Great. You know, good on the Greens and Labor for going ahead and doing this. But let's not forget, these are, and I, again, I'm not coming to the defense of Coles and Woolies. I'm just pointing out the facts as they are. These are publicly listed customers. They're on the share market. They have a duty to their shareholders to make profit so they get their dividends back. It's how the capitalist society that we live in works. If they are price gouging, well, shame on them. And it appears that they are. I'm just going to throw the word allegedly in there so I don't get sued. I don't know that for a fact, but from the evidence that is out there, it appears it allegedly is so, which is a shame. It is a shame. But the minister, the agriculture minister, Murray Watt, the senator, the Labor senator, his proposal to call on supermarkets to freeze the price of leg ham is a joke. It's a diversion from the real issue. The real issue that has been caused by Labor and its Labor policy. Labor policy that has increased the cost of living for all Australians. Now, whilst it might not be affecting the top end so much, it is affecting the lower end. It's, and I, like I said before, it's not just the operational costs for supermarkets, but it's the truck drivers. It's the price of the abattoirs and the farm where the pig is raised. From farm to plate, the cost of operation has gone up. Who pays? We do, the consumer. So instead of making the supermarket chains the villain of this story, Senator Mr. Murray what? Rather than pointing the finger, the Labor government needs to self-reflect. After all, it was the Reserve Bank governor who told us that inflation 
is not coming from overseas. It is homegrown. And that it is the spending and the policy of the Albanese Labor government that is driving this cost of living crisis. Back to the drawing board, Labor. These are grown men. This, he is a grown man. He is supposed to be a, a professional, elected to make laws and run the country. And this is the best he can come up with, putting a price freeze on the cost of legs of ham in supermarkets. And what about what about butchers? Do they have to do the same thing too? Or, you know, when they have to increase their price on ham because of cost of living and the cost of getting it from farm to plate and the supermarkets, if this went through, if the supermarkets had to freeze the price of leg ham and butchers didn't, they keep increasing their prices because they have to, to pay their bills and to pay for stock and to pay for their staff and the growing electricity cost to run a business and everything else. You know, maybe they have a mortgage. That's gone up too. Anyway, say supermarkets can absorb the cost, therefore cheaper than the butchers. Then the butchers miss out. This policy from Senator Murray Watt, the agricultural minister is a brain fart. It is ridiculous. There has been no critical thinking into this policy and no common sense whatsoever. And to try and push it back on the opposition as not being supportive or not caring, ridiculous. They're not booing and laughing at you because they're the bad guys in this. They're booing and laughing at you in the Senate because of how ridiculous this policy is. Oh, I'm worked up. I am worked up that, <laughs> that this is meant to be a professional running our country. And this is the best that they can come up with. A price freeze on the leg of ham in the lead up to Christmas to ease the financial burden on families during the Christmas season. This is rubbish. The minister's proposal is a joke. Without a doubt, this is the evidence that backs up the polls that keep showing Labor is losing popularity in this country. Look, I know it's the end of year. Maybe they're all just a little bit tired and hopefully they can do a reset and come back in the new year and actually think of substantial policy that will do something to help struggling families during this cost of living crisis. Hashtag that as a very long rant over. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Whether you're growing older, rehabilitating or living with a disability, help is always here at AidaCare. Our new showroom in Sylvania isn't the only reason people choose AidaCare. It's also the information you gain from a chat with our people. Stay informed about the latest equipment, streamlined procedures and funding options available to you by calling 1300 133 120 or visiting adacare.com.au. AidaCare is a registered NTIS provider, home care supplier and DVA specialist and is a proud sponsor of 2SSR. In Australia, only 13% of people keep fish. 9% of households without a pet and 17% with a pet are interested in keeping fish. The three reasons they don't keep fish are that they think it is harder, more expensive and more time consuming than it is. All three reasons are a myth depending on what setup you choose. A simple tropical setup is actually the easiest and cheapest pet you can get. Pop in and visit us at Majestic Aquarium's Tarrant Point or follow us on our social media and learn how far fish keeping has come in the last few years. 
Majestic Aquariums are proud sponsors of 2SR. 2SR can help you promote your business with an innovative and inexpensive marketing plan. Our in-house team will help you design a campaign, voice the audio, and give it the professional production values you need. To find out more, call us on 9545 or email info at 2SR.com.au to organise a talk with our experienced marketing team. Hi, it's Kale. Hope you can join me for Friday Night Live every Friday from 7 to 9pm for a mix of pop and indie music, interviews with interesting people and all the music and entertainment news from the Shire, Sydney and beyond. Friday Night Live, 7pm on 2SR 99.7 FM. I'll see you there. Let's do it. Let's find out what's happening around our glorious Sutherland Shire, my friends. And it is the silly season. We are now in December, which means the Christmas trees can go up, the Christmas lights can go up, and undoubtedly, wherever people are playing music, you're probably hearing the Christmas songs. But something I do love about Christmas is the Christmas carols. And here across the Sutherland Shire, we have Christmas carols to boot. There are so many Christmas carol events going on around the Shire that, well, it's going to be hard to list them all. So grab your pen and paper. Pay attention because I'm about to go through the entire list. Starting with tomorrow, Friday the 8th of December, the Lily Pilly Public School Christmas concert is on at the Lily Pilly Oval in Lily Pilly from 5.30pm to 7.30pm. On Saturday, December 9th, the Carol Singers will be performing at the Cronulla Plaza from 11am to 4pm. On Sunday, the 10th of December, Carols by Candlelight down at Gunnamatta Park in Cronulla from 5pm to 9pm. Also on Sunday, the 10th of December, the Urban Life Church Carols in the Park at Park Menai from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. The following week, Friday the 15th of December, the Engadine Rotary Christmas Carols is taking place at Boys Town Oval in Engadine from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And on Saturday, we've got a few events on this Saturday, the 16th of December. The Southern Cross Baptist Church Carolers will be performing at the Engadine Town Square from 10 a.m. to 12 midday. Also on Saturday the 16th of December, the St. John's Open Air Carols Loftus Reserve in Loftus, 5.30pm to 7.30pm. The 16th of December, Carol Singers from 11am to 4pm at Cronulla Plaza and the Soul Revival Christmas Carols at Biddy Giles Park in Kirawee from 4pm to 8pm. The Christmas singing continues. The 23rd of December, which is a Saturday, the Carol Singers will be at Cronulla Plaza from 11am to 4pm. And on the 24th of December, which is a Sunday, the Sutherland Uniting Church Carols by Candlelight, 8pm to 9.30pm at the Forby Gardens Sutherland. That, my friends, is a lot of carols to go and enjoy. I don't think I'll make every single one of those, but hopefully I'll get to enjoy... Uh, a few of them. One that wasn't mentioned, I'm surprised. The uh, the uh, the carols by the bay or whenever they, they go around by water. I do enjoy that one. I know that's on a Saturday right before Christmas. Maybe it's the 23rd of December. That's one I definitely go and enjoy. Sit by the water and watch the carols go past. How will you be enjoying the carols this Christmas? Let us know on the Troy Murphy Show Facebook page. And that's what's happening around our glorious festive Sutherland Shire this month. Never miss a beat. Follow The Troy Murphy Show Facebook page. Search The Troy Murphy Show. 2SR FM 99.7, The Troy Murphy Show, is what you are listening to. Sticking with the serious news at the front of the show, Australia has been called out by global leaders at the latest United Nations Climate Change Conference, 
COP28. Yes, global leaders have made a compelling call for Australia to significantly expand its nuclear power capacity. This request, led by French President Emmanuel Macron, aims to see Australia join other nations in a dramatic increase in nuclear energy use by 2050. This move is part of a broader effort to combat climate change by reducing reliance on fossil fuels. The decision by 22 countries, including France and the United States, to triple their nuclear capacity marks a notable shift in global energy strategy. These countries believe that nuclear power, which emits no greenhouse gases during production, is essential to achieve net zero carbon emissions. I guess you know, commentary part, not talking about the news, I'm giving my two cents here, just to distinguish the difference between the news and opinion, we're doing opinion right now. I guess Australia could triple its nuclear power capacity because if you times what we're doing right now by three, it would still be zero. Anyway, back to what's making the news this week. At the United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP28, the International Atomic Energy Agency's Director General Rafael Marino Grossi emphasized the role of nuclear power in fighting climate change. He highlighted the global consensus on the need for nuclear energy to build a sustainable future. Well, what's the consensus here in Australia? Let's discuss that. Labor say no. We have the opposition who are, well, they're supportive of, but Never were before, but I guess under Peter Dutton, as opposition leader of the coalition, things might be a bit different. Uh, and when it comes to Australians, well, the latest poll, which came out about a month ago, has Australia divided 50-50. 50% in favour of nuclear energy, 50% against nuclear energy to help get our greenhouse gases down, to help get to net zero. Now, currently, 412 nuclear reactors in 31 countries contribute significantly to the world's electricity supply. Countries like Bangladesh, Egypt and Turkey are building their first nuclear plants, while established nuclear nations like China, France, India and Sweden plan to expand their programs. It's funny that we mentioned China there because they're also building lots and lots and lots of coal and are exempt from getting to zero emissions at the same time the rest of the world is. Innovations in the nuclear sector, such as small modular reactors, are making nuclear power more accessible and more affordable. We keep hearing that, don't we? Opinion time. Uh, different from the news, I am sharing opinion, differentiating the two as I'm supposed to do here on Community Radio. Accessible and, more importantly, affordable. We keep hearing the, 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 uh, the scaremongering around nuclear being affordable. Well, according to the experts, and we've had one on in Young Will Shackle, who is there at COP28 and managed to even talk to French President Emmanuel Macron whilst walking around. You don't see our leaders there at the moment, but then again, they do have a couple of days of question time this week, so maybe they're going to go afterwards. Do you remember when, do you remember when the last cop and the former Prime Minister Scott Morrison was criticised heavily by the media and the public for not going to the first week of cop? Where are those people? Where are those people today when our Prime Minister and even our energy minister or whoever he is isn't there for the first week of cop 28 with the rest of the world leaders anyway i digress it's a rule for one and a different rule for the others so it seems according to social media and the news back to what we're talking about the topic at hand innovations in the nuclear sector where small modular reactors are more accessible and more affordable and in the bigger picture we, we spoke to will shackle about this you know nuclear power is plug and play with our current system whereas the uh the the solar and the wind farms that we're building at the moment aren't we have to rebuild all the wires so overall potentially it is much more affordable 
This technology promises to enhance the safety and reliability of nuclear energy, further promoting its role in decarbonizing various sectors beyond electricity generation. Now, despite these advances, challenges remain in creating a favorable investment environment for nuclear projects. The goal of doubling nuclear power capacity by 2050 requires significant and sustained investment extending beyond electricity to sectors like transport and industry included. This push for nuclear energy reflects a growing consensus on its crucial role in achieving global climate goals, highlighting the need for a balanced and diversified approach to energy production. Take point of that, highlighting the need for a balanced and diversified approach. Maybe our government could listen to that and try to attempt the same thing. But wait, watch and see. This will continue to make news and something will happen in the news next week. We're, we're above it and in front of it here on The Troy Murphy Show. Next week, we will be talking about and reflecting as the uh, Australian government head to COP28 as the rest of the world leaders put pressure on Australia to even just consider coal because it's we can't we can't do nuclear here because nuclear power production is not currently permitted under two key pieces of Commonwealth legislation, the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Act and the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act. And of course, the talking points we keep hearing that it's not economically uh, a competitive solution in Australia with the main barriers being high cost and long lead time for establishing nuclear power plants. With some studies showing that nuclear power is too expensive and slow to be a viable option in the country's plan to reach zero emissions. But what's that saying? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. But I do predict, because this is going to be an, ele an election issue come the next election either at the end of next year or in 2025 when the next election, the federal election is held, nuclear will be up for discussion. And of course, there's the, uh, the, the NIMBYs of the world who will argue against it, not in my backyard. No one will want a nuclear power generator in their backyard because there is this, this fear around nuclear. Well, that's where here in the Sutherland Shire, we need to stand up and go, guess what? We've had a nuclear facility in our backyard for decades. We have some of the most pristine national parks and waterways as part of our backyard. None of us are walking around with two heads, three eyeballs and uh, six arms. This will be a time for the Sutherland Shire to stand tall, stand proud and set an example for the rest of the country when it comes to adopting nuclear power. Well, for those of us who support the idea of nuclear power as a balanced and diversified approach to energy production to lower greenhouse gases and achieve net zero carbon emissions for our country. You know, so we can do the right thing by the planet. It's time to take a look at the news that broke across the Sutherland Shire this week. To WSR FM 99.7, this is the Troy Murphy Show, and it's now time to check out Sutherland Shire local news. The recent state government planning changes in the Sutherland Shire aim to increase housing supply, but the council has raised concerns about their effectiveness and the need for better infrastructure. These changes include permitting dual occupancies, terraces and townhouses in all R2 zones and mid-rise apartments near transport hubs in R3 zones. However, the council notes that similar developments are already allowed under existing regulations, suggesting that the new changes might not significantly impact housing supply. The council emphasises the necessity of improving infrastructure such as roads, 
schools and utilities to support the growing population. The government plans to amend the state's environmental planning policy to reflect these changes and seek public feedback. The Shire's long-term housing strategy will be reviewed in a council meeting on December 11. Also in Sutherland Shire local news, the Arts Theatre in Cronulla, established in 1946 and opening its doors in November 1963, celebrates its 60th anniversary this Friday. It has staged over 240 productions featuring notable actors such as Anthony LaPaglia, Brendan Cowell and Joyce Jacobs. Despite challenges like COVID-19, the theatre has thrived thanks to its resilient volunteers. The celebration includes two short plays reflecting on its history of presenting four plays each year and the community's enduring support. And finally, in Sutherland Shire local news, a koala has been saved on Heathcote Road by Sandy Point residents Kendall and Leo Gomez, who spotted it while driving at night. Leo Gomez helped the koala off the road, avoiding an accident. This rescue highlights the danger of vehicle strikes to koalas in the area. The Sutherland Environmental Centre is urging Roads Minister John Graham to take action as Transport for New South Wales' current measures are seen as insufficient. The New South Wales Department of Planning, Industry and Environment reports that vehicle strikes are the major cause of koala injuries and deaths, with 11 incidents on Heathcote Road in the past year alone. And that's Sutherland Shire Local News here on 2SRFM 99.7. Plenty more coming up right after this. 2SRFM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. It's now time for the Troy Murphy Show's Quick Quiz. Five quick quiz questions of which you have three seconds to correctly guess the answer before it is revealed. Are you ready to play? Let's begin. Question number one. A rhyming term for something extremely good is the bees what? The answer is knees. The bee's knees is the rhyming term for something extremely good. Question number two. DB is an abbreviation for what measurement of sound? DB. The answer we're looking for is decibel. Decibel is the abbreviation for the measurement of sound DB. Question number three. Comedy legend Mel Brooks co-created which classic 60s sitcom that featured organisations named Control and Chaos? The answer in three seconds. The TV show we're looking for is Get Smart. Now for question number four. In which decade, we talk about him often here on the show, was Anthony Albanese first elected to the Australian Parliament? In which decade? The 1990s. He's been there for a while. Question number five. A 1999 film version of which animated TV show has the subtitle... <laughs> Bigger, longer, and uncut. What's the name of the TV show that was made into a movie in 1999 with the subtitle Bigger, Longer, and Uncut? The TV show we're looking for is South Park. There you have it. There are your five quick quiz question. How'd you do? Let us know. Hit us up on the Troy Murphy Show Facebook page or Instagram. Send us a message with how many you guessed correct and we will reply with trophy emojis for each question you got correct. That's a quick quiz. Plenty more coming up right after this. Away. 
let's look at the news for another day from 6pm Thursday. It's a Troy Murphy show. Listen your cares away. Do an opinion like no other okay from 6pm Thursday. It's a Troy Murphy show. Away. Let's look at the news for another day from 6 p.m. Thursday. It's a Troy Murphy show. It's a Troy Murphy show. It's the Troy Murphy show. Never miss a beat. Follow the Troy Murphy show Facebook page. Search the Troy Murphy show. Here on the Troy Murphy Show, we love to do the fun stuff at the back of the show. Yes, we've done the serious stuff. Now time to do the fun stuff as we take a look at some of the, uh, well, interesting articles that are doing the rounds this week. The high level of potassium and magnesium in bananas could make them perfect before bed snacks, according to One Sleep Support Charity. The charity known as The Sleep Charity released a list of top five tips on how to get a better sleep sleep in 2024 with eating bananas before bed at the top of the list. Now, aside from potassium and magnesium helping to relax your muscles, bananas also contain, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, uh, tritophan, tritophan, I don't know, an amino acid that encourages the production of melatonin and serotonin. Other tips include switching screens off and doing relaxing activities like reading before bed, meditating and creating a comfortable bedroom environment. Also doing the rounds this week, Jane Fonda. Legendary screen star Jane Fonda has revealed that if she were to take a lover, they would have to be... 20 because she can't stand old skin. I think that's called being ageist. Jane Fonda, who's 85, (laughs) appeared on comedian Heather McMahon's podcast, Absolutely Not, when the conversation turned to dating. In the clip of the interview, Fonda says, I'm ashamed to say this, but if I were to take a lover, he'd have to be 20. If I were to take a lover, he'd have to be 20. Really? Oh, yeah. Now, why specifically 20? Because I don't like old skin. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping that that's just her being humorous, but hey, Jane... I kind of agreed with you. Old skin is yuck. As someone who is getting old skin... And in other weird, wacky, wonderful news doing the round this week, a new bar has opened in the UK. And, you know, bars open, that's a thing. But this one has caused a stir because it has strict house rules. Those strict rules include forbidding men from introducing themselves to women. Hot take, I think this is going to become a lesbian bar very, very quickly. Women are encouraged to make the first move or ask a bartender to help with introductions. And if a woman does happen to be approached by a potential suitor, she's instructed to lift her chin slightly and ignore him. Ooh, how snotty. The bar called Dear Sailor also forbids name dropping shouting and loud behaviour, all while enforcing a strict dress code. Well, it's definitely not a sailor's bar. Why would they call it Dear Sailor? When talking to the media, the bar owner Christian Coates explained the reasoning for the rules. Quote, It's a case of people knowing what to expect when they arrive, but we're also expecting a level of conduct from them too, so... Everyone comes in the same frame of mind. They, the rules, will be ever-evolving, and there's a few more to be added after this weekend, but rules are made to be broken too, he said. Well, that's a bit contradictory. When patrons finish their evening at the bar, they're not allowed to linger outside. Instead, must depart briskly and silently. And that's just some of the weird, wacky and wonderful news doing the rounds this week as we cover it for you here on The Troy Murphy Show. 
Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. IRT Thomas Holt has been caring for older people for over 50 years. As experts in residential aged care, we specialise in general, respite, dementia and palliative care, providing professional and compassionate care with a personal touch. Visit one of our aged care centres across the Sutherland Shire, meet our friendly, experienced team and discover the modern facilities and welcoming atmosphere of our community. To book a tour or for more information, visit irtthomasholt.org.au. Proud sponsors of 2SSR. Have you ever thought about the life you want to lead in retirement? How much will you need to save to achieve it? And will your superannuation be enough? A little bit of planning now can help you reach your retirement goals. At GJ Private Wealth, we take a customised approach to your retirement planning. Our expert team of qualified advisors will work with you to understand your personal situation and retirement goals to provide you with a personalised plan to help you get there. Speak to one of our advisors today by calling 028539 or visit www.gjprivatewealth.com.au. GJ Private Wealth are authorised representatives of AMP Financial Planning and are proud sponsors of 2SR. Would you like to be involved in your local not-for-profit radio station? Would you like to become a 2SR volunteer with the opportunity to be a presenter, provide office support or help with community events? If you would like to be part of the 2SR family, call us on 9545 1800 or go to our website 2SR.com.au and click on membership to download the application form. Keeping it smooth in the Shire for over 20 years. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Will Downey. Gerald Albright. Brand new heavies. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Sunday, 6pm for The Drive Home on FM 99.7. Time to check out what's happening around our glorious Sutherland Shire. Another time here on The Troy Murphy Show. Now, this is a little bit far, far away, but it's an event we all should be excited for. It's the Australia Day concert and spectacular Fireworks finale down at Cronulla Beach on Friday the 26th of January next year in 2024. It's happening from 4pm to 9.15pm down at Cronulla Beach, of which the Sutherland Shire Council website tells me that you're invited to come together to reflect, respect and celebrate our community. On January 26th, experience an amazing lineup of performing artists Commencing from 4pm down at Cronulla Beach. We're excited to announce that John Stevens will be headlining the concert together with Paulini, Isaiah Firebrace, the Australian Royal Navy Band and local Nicola DeSensi. Come along for the free performances and enjoy the spectacular fireworks display. That's happening. Friday the 26th of January in 2024 from 4pm to 9.15pm down at Cronulla Beach. I tell you what, my friends, we live in the best part of the world when we have this in our backyard by the beach. The Cronulla Concert and Fireworks. Friday the 26th of January 2024. That's an event you cannot miss out on. So turn the radio dial on Thursday night is 7 from We're gonna put the radio on The Troy Murphy Show And now for the big ending The Troy Murphy Show 
never miss a show, listen on demand. Click The Troy Murphy Show on the 2SR.com.au homepage program guide. Just a quick one. I don't know if you saw the news this week, but Australia Post have announced that they're going to change their operations. They're going to end daily letter deliveries and switch to an every second day schedule. When I heard that news, I, I didn't they already do this or do they just float this idea a little while ago? I thought they had done this already. Uh, so I'm not quite sure who this affects because it only is the the daily mail de- delivery, as in the, the post mail, uh, and it doesn't affect uh, parcel delivery because that's where they're seeing a rise and I guess they're going to want to focus more on that because that's where the money is. But in an even bigger announcement today, Australia Post has come forth announcing that they can confirm that the changes they have made to mail delivery this week will not, I repeat, will not impact the critical delivery of letters to Santa at the North Pole. So there you have it. If you've got kids who are concerned about hearing the news this week that Australia Post is going to reduce its letter daily service uh, letters to Santa and the North Pole will not be affected by this decision. Good move, Australia Post. Good move. Great to see, finally, for once, a public service organisation making a good decision. (laughs) You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. Never miss a beat. Follow The Troy Murphy Show Facebook page. Search The Troy Murphy Show. Here on The Troy Murphy Show, we do love to get outraged. Now, I know a lot of people don't get outraged about the political stuff that I do, but here's something that I think that the entirety of Australia can get behind and get outraged over. The humble pub chicken schnitty could cost up to $40 soon. This according to a leading publican in South Australia. Uh, The guy's name is David Bashir. He's the head of the South Australian branch of the Australian Hotels Association, the AHA. And he told his annual Christmas luncheon that the soaring cost of uh, natural gas is pushing up prices. Quote, natural gas is increasingly under siege. He reported to the advertiser. Bashir did not elaborate on how he came up to the $40 figure for a snitty, but he added that the rapid bureaucracy had, quote, strangled pubs amid the upcoming gas stove deadline in Victoria. Now, from 2024, gas cookers will no longer be able to be installed in new residential buildings. And the Victorian government claims households will save up to $1,000 a year on their annual bills while also reducing greenhouse emissions. But $40 for a humble pub chicken snitty? I don't know. I think that's something we can get outraged over together. But maybe when it actually happens and not now because that's just a long draw of the bow string or whatever that saying is. And to go from the weird to the wacky to the wonderful, the Australia's first lunar rover will be named, quote, Ruver. R-O-O-V-E-R after claiming the most votes in a public competition. Ruva took 35% of the 20,000 votes cast in the naming competition. You know, I love we can do polls online to name a uh, Lunar Rover and get 20,000 people, but we when we do a snapshot of uh, political polling, we only get 1,000 or so. Anyway, other shortlisted options were... Kulamon, uh, an indigenous name for the tool used for gathering, uh, Kiara, and Kikara, I hope I pronounced that correctly, an indigenous name for the moon and mateship. 
The rover will be sent to the moon as part of NASA's next 2026 mission and will collect lunar soil from which oxygen will be extracted, a key element in assessing viable human presence on the moon. What a weird week in Australian news. What a weird week indeed. $40 snitties and we're collecting oxygen from the moon soil in a rover named Rover. Two FM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. You know just how much we love the weed, the wacky, and the wonderful news from around the world here on the Troy Murphy Show as we broadcast on 2SR FM 99.7. Well, have I got a doozy for you? Let's head to Thurston County in Washington in the USA where a local election for the Rainer City Council witnessed a somewhat absurd turn of events. Candidate Damien Green lost by a single vote to his uh, his opponent, Ryan Roth. Single vote. Now, why is that weird, wacky and wonderful, I hear you ask? Well, good question. The candidate, Damien Green, who lost by a single vote, admitted afterwards to not voting for himself citing discomfort and a fear of appearing narcissistic. (laughs) This decision ultimately cost him the election, with Roth, Ryan Roth, his opponent, securing victory with 247 votes to Green's 246. The recount process involved three county election employees and they confirmed this result (laughs) i told you it was going to be weird wacky and wonderful but good to know good to know that damien green is well he's he's self-aware enough to not be a narcissist or to appear to be a narcissist by voting not for himself Mm. but his decision not to vote for himself oh it's a bit of a kick in the pants isn't it the election being decided by such a narrow margin emphasizes emphasizes the significance of the old adage that every single vote counts And the idea that a candidate could lose by a single vote because of their own decision, well, that's mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. I tell you what, I know a few people who could take a leaf out of this candidate, uh, Damien Green's book about, you know, not being narcissistic. (laughs) Online, Reddit and other social media platforms have, uh, well, they've featured this news story and the comments mocking the situation is, well, just pure delight. One user noted, it's like refusing to cheer for yourself at a competition. Pointless and (laughs) self-defeating. But let's look at this uh, critically. Let's critically analyse the situation. Personal beliefs and ethics, well, they can have unintended consequences, especially in politics and in polling. And when it comes to politics and polling, candidates should balance humility with practicality in elections. Imagine, imagine this approach was applied elsewhere. Hmm, I won't watch my own movie. It might win me an award by one ticket. Or I won't save my own research paper from a fire. It might seem too self-important. Crazy, crazy stuff. We love the weird, wacky and wonderful news from all around the world. But mostly it comes out of the United States. (laughs) You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. Show. From the Southern Shire, we 
hope it's not too much with disaster. Will he get through an entire show without offending someone? We are so open your with the troll every show. Have a yabba dabba do time. A dabba do time. You'll have a gay old time. And it's all over. Just like that. And that's it. The Troy Murphy Show done and dusted for your Thursday night here on 2SR FM. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show or want to listen back again, you can do so by listening on demand by heading to the 2SR.com.au website and clicking on the Troy Murphy Show on the live program guide. If you see any local news, want us to follow up on a story or are a community or non for profit organization based in or servicing the Sutherland Shire and want a shout out, email me direct troy.murphy at 2SR.com.au. I'll be back next week from 7 pm for another edition of the Troy Murphy Show. Until next week, my friends, bye for now. 2SR FM 99.7.